Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, creativity, crafting, and life in my northern town. Come back weekly and we'll chat about all the things that I'm working on. My name is Vicki Holloway and welcome to the podcast. What a week it has been around here. My quilt economical illusion. I worked on it so hard last summer and I took a great picture on the beach at Lake Huron, meaning it was a beautiful day and the weather conditions were wonderful. My husband was with me and we snapped a photo. Now it's not a perfect photo because the wind caught the quilt a little bit, but you know, it's, it's, it's just the experience with Bank Modern is wonderful. So economic illusion is a pattern you can find in the 26th issue of Make Modern Magazine. And MM26 is a code you can use to purchase that from Make Modern site and get a little bit of a discount. So for fun, what I did this week was I went out in the snow and the cold and I snapped a photograph in the winter with the snow from my driveway. So it's kind of fun to see how the quilt looks differently, a different light and from a summer photo to a winter photo. I'm also very pleased with the fact that um, the advertisement that I put in Make Modern turned out so very, very good. So Make Modern Magazine, issue number 26, check it out. There's so many beautiful quilts in this issue and some great articles. And if you don't have a subscription, you can always just buy one issue and test it out using code MM26. Well, in the segment of the podcast, I've been calling the unexpected renovation of this old house. What a week it has been. All the behind the scenes stuff is done in the plumbing department for the bathroom and the flooring is 90 percent in so you know that means that the bathroom is almost done it has that modern slick white walls it's a white gray aesthetic white from sherwin williams you can go to my pinterest board if you want to see all of the um sink and cabinets and toilet and things like that that i picked out because it's, until it's done, I'm not going to do a full reveal in on probably Facebook and Instagram. But it just is coming together. I have a really cool light fixture that's up. It's all circles. And it's a little a bar light that's got an arced piece of um, mosaic glass over it. It's got a little uh, sink and vanity that's small and it fits the space because before it's a tiny bathroom but it had really large oversized standard fixtures and it just is was impossible to navigate you know in the bathroom it was just too much we took out the oversized towel stackers we had and we have a small little storage cabinet that goes with the sink all from ikea and i love it I absolutely love it. It's like, uh, I feel like the A-Team. Did you ever watch it as a kid? And the leader of that would always go, I love it when a plan comes together. So yes, I love how the plan is coming together and it looks just like I had a vision in my head. And um, both the contractor and my husband um, have said they really, really like it. 
So the plan is on the rest of the renovation with the contractors is going to run the same flooring across the back of the house. As the house goes, bathroom is on the far side to the kitchen to the mudroom. We enter the house through this mudroom. So the kitchen, all that's going to be done with the contractor is that he's going to put the flooring in and then my husband is going to put oiled bronze knobs on the cabinets. This house has never had knobs on the cabinets and I want it to look finished. Then we're going to paint the kitchen the same aesthetic white that comes from Sherwin-Williams that we painted the bathroom and then the mudroom will be the same color. With all the same flooring, it'll be unifying. It'll look like a design idea that actually carried through. Um, you know, when you live in really old houses or rental properties your whole life, which is my case, you get used to living in things that are cobbled together from many time periods. So I think we've finally got this house having uh, almost, you know, a unifying theme or design. I, I don't know. I just feel my vibe. How's that? That the vibe that I was looking for, the calm, peaceful, zen vibe with the paint. And I don't know, the bathroom almost feels like a spa. I don't know. It's very, very nice. So we're getting over three quarters of the way on the unexpected renovation of this old house. I expect the painting might take a while for the kitchen and mudroom because now we're in the deep freeze of winter and we may have to wait till that part is finished. The main part of the kitchen my husband is going to paint and he's been working lots of hours so that may that final step may happen more towards spring. So on to the quilting segment here. What have I been working on? Well, I finally finished quilting and hand stitched the final border down, um, final binding down on the border quilt. I did the border quilt along. It was a patterns by Jen quilt and it is a medallion style quilt with all the Michael Miller brights, solids, and the Michael Miller marble fabric. I also threw in a little bit of Moda grunge in the white for background and this quilt is going to its forever home today. It's going to hit the uh, FedEx box and it's been shipped. And I just, it was one of those things I feel kind of nostalgically sad, you know, when you make a quilt and I, you know, I sold it to a family member to for a birthday and they don't listen to the podcast but it's supposed to deliver on the birthday so I'm very excited about that but you know it's like anything else he's become a I get very attached to the quilts I make and sometimes I have a really hard time letting them go and this quilt was difficult it had a few bumps in the road for me because it didn't lay super flat when I was piecing it but as I ironed it and pressed it and I kind of blocked parts of it as I went, it turned out flat and it turned out exactly the way I pictured it to turn out. So that's the kind of the theme. Um, you have a vision, you have a plan, you execute it and it turned out for me this time. You know, sometimes it does not. So that big quilt is done. And I swear, just remind me, I am marking my words here. 2019 is not a year 
for queen size quilts. I'm going to keep my quilt smaller because I don't, number one, I don't need any more large quilts. And um, I can make twin size, which would be full size or lap size and be perfectly content with the size of the quilt. Um, we use a lot of the quilts in our house to snuggle with while we're watching TV. Um, I have my Tula pink city sampler is on the bed right now as a queen size quilt. And I have a couple of other queen size quilts in my rotation, but oh, they're so big and the binding and the weight. I mean, I weighed the quilt for shipping. It was eight pounds. It's a pretty good size quilt. So it's going to its forever home. Now I've crossed my fingers and I'm hoping that it makes it in one piece. I put it in a plastic bag because the quilt's got a lot of white on it and I hope it doesn't get rained on. I put washing instructions in there of no agitator, front end loader preferred, um, six color catchers because it's bright in the first wash. You don't want to have running and bleeding, tumble dry low. Um, can you think of anything else I should put in washing instructions um, and care for quilts? I also put on there that handmade quilts do not need to be washed very often. In fact, I don't wash mine maybe annually. A lot of times I'll throw them in the dryer to fluff them up and get the dust off. But anything else in the washing instructions and care for quilts? I should just write up like a PDF file for it. And put some cute little clip arts or something so when I give quilts away um, I wrote a handmade a handwritten note for this but that may be something I'm gonna that'd be a good idea no as I'm thinking out loud I'm being inspired maybe that should be something that I put on my website under free stuff that you could download and put in with a quilt that you're giving as a gift so if I've missed anything on that, let me know. The other thing I'm wrapping up this week in the quilting department is my Step Into Your Art Quilt Challenge for 2019 hosted by Sandy over at the Quilt Cabana. So it is Step Into Your Art and Let In The Light was the theme. No, it was Light Your Way. And I interpret that more into blending of the two things and I have to write up my artist statement, which I'm not done, but once or twice. And I'm finding it hard because I get these mishmash of ideas in my head. But anyway, I took that to a blending of the two things into step into the light. And I made, I've done some previews of this on Instagram, uh, improvisationally pieced mini quilt. And it's probably six by 10. And then now I'm working on hand stitching. I machine stitched last week. I have an Irish themed clover heart pin that's very, very lightweight. I'm gonna pin it on the quilt in the section where it's light, as in my heart is going to the light, the positive, the happy, and it's more rainbow colored. So what I did is I put some clouds at the top and there's some improvisationally, improvisationally pieced curves that I've done um, some fabric paints on and I'm doing a lot of finishing up the stitching in the ribbon candy part and I did some fabric paint pens and I'm not going to overdo this quilt. 
I have a little spot where I ripped a hole in the ribbon candy from a previous attempt. Now, new things I did on this was the paint pen. So this is the year, remember, 2019 is my year of experiences. I want to experience new things. So I put paint on a quilt and it worked out. I mean, I've done paints on a quilt before that was like a coloring book page where I took um, experiment where I saw it on um, Quilted where the lady did white background in black long arming and then she painted it with fabric paints like a coloring book and I thought on a small scale um, that would be fine but on a, even on a wall hanging size what a pain I'd hated it so I decided not to invest in the expensive fabric paint she had but these paint pens I have do the job really nicely I think I have tulip paint pens and then I have a couple of other their fabric paints specifically for fabric so it looks good and I'm going to decide how to finish it I've been researching a lot on art quilts and reading um, quilting arts magazine and I noticed that they don't bind a lot of quilts because they're so small so I stay stitched all around the edge and then I did a loose um, pinking the edge just to finish the quilt but I think what I'm going to do is just leave it raw edged and I'm going to cut off all the pinked edges you can see which is all binding and backing and make it a very tight edge going to add a macrame cord piece that I did as a test dip die last summer as see I save everything and then you use it as a hanger and it's going to go to work and hang on a little space on my credenza for I don't have any of my quilts at work. I mean, one of my friends is a very prolific quilter and goes to my quilt group or Quilting Bee. Maybe it should be called Quilting Bee. That's a word I've seen on Francis's Quilt Fiction um, Club. And I, I like that, Quilting Bee, because we're not a guild. We're just a bunch of friends that get together. And she brings in quilts monthly because she has nice quilts and she hung up quilt hangers. And I'm like, I'm jealous. I have a little tea tiny office that um, is much like my bathroom. I'm wedged in at a desk. And <laughs> there's no room for anything. You get up and you squeeze your way around the edge of the desk to the door to leave. And it's chock full of everything else that I have to have in the tiniest office in the building. But I do have blank wall space and I could come up with a hanging system. So speaking of work, hmm, I'm groaning because... The good news is they decided that um, the, the green on the walls and the blues, which are the color of mason jars, is getting worn out and the carpeting in my office is terrible. So they're going to paint and re-carpet my office and most of the other offices. We rent in, from the county and they've decided to do this. Yay, except I realized... I got to pack all my stuff and live out of boxes at work too. I'm tripping over boxes because my office is the first one that's going to be done. And I'm going to be displaced um, to another office for a couple weeks and it'll be fine. But it's like I've been living with this for oh, since before Christmas and it's making my brain hurt. I, I realized as, as flexible as I thought my mind was, things like this make me a little... A little buggy, a little irritable, a little 
cranky because I'm stepping over things, tripping over things. You can't find things. It's all in boxes. And it's probably not even going to start till February, but it's a slow time. So I am trying to stay ahead of the game. I don't want to be the person with the office that delays the whole project. And no one is um, buying boxes really to to use like our business. So what they're doing is people are bringing boxes from home and the landlord has boxes from other things. But every time I was going to go to get a box, somebody else would take it. I'm the first one being done. And they were snaking my boxes. I was getting really mad. <laughs> so my boss brought me in a couple of very large boxes that came from Amazon. And they were perfect. Because like I said, it's a small office. I don't have lots of stuff. But I have enough that I'm not just going to... You got to put it in a box. I mean, people looked at me like it was nuts when I said, I got to have boxes for all my things. <laughs> Uh, so, yes, renovations and updates continue. And I'll live with boxes and I'm hoping and paint fumes and I'm hoping there's not a lot of sand and dust because let's go to my health. Um, I've been sick since October pretty much with the ear problem. And it's probably, you know, I'm catching a different cold and then it goes to a bacteria. And this one has been very unpleasant since Christmas. And um, I finished up one round of medicines and then immediately the dizziness, the sinus, the stomach, all of it went really bad really quick. So the doctor gave me more medication and I'm feeling much better. But I'm just like, oh, all of this dusting and update and drywall dust and sanding is not helping my allergies, my sinus and all of the, I'm just delicate. I mean, I, that's it. I'm just a delicate creature. I can't fight off this stuff very well. <laughs> I can't deal with dust and all of the business. So that's what I've been doing in the quilting front. And overall, the My Creative Corner zine, uh, My Creative Corner um, website, that's what I meant to say, the website and blog, I'm trying to do posts on that at least once a week and sometimes twice a week. And I've um, been working in the background on the Our Creative Soul zine. I lost a whole bunch of stuff from my computer this fall that were non-essential things. I mean, all my photographs were saved. But when it crashed, I lost my Microsoft publisher. So I've been going through different um, products. And I found a free one online that actually works very similar to Publisher until I can afford to upgrade. And it's coming along. My sister and I are working on some crafting projects and finding that we have plenty of ideas to put in the zine. I want to do a macrame uh, project that's going to hang in my house. I was thinking of doing like a bunting. I may have to start slow because I want to see how big the window is. It's going to be in the mudroom. And make sure that I have the right dimensions on that. But I think I'm going to do a wall hanging. And we've got a lot of ideas about updates and keeping your house fresh with new crafting items. She's working on some modern day stenciling projects. We're doing a lot of free tutorials on our website, ourcreativesouls.wordpress.com. 
and you can see a lot of the things we've been up to. Did a little owl softy and then I realized it would be great for it to be in my hand sewing bag for the upcoming quilt along I'm doing the hand pieced quilt along that Kristen Esser is doing at Simple Handmade Every Day and the owl really tidied up my sewing hand sewing bag because it has a pocket I'm gonna put my scissors and my um, seam ripper and it's a pin cushion now I can I stuffed it a little heavier so I can put pins in it and wow, it really keeps everything right in one neat little package. So I was pretty happy about that. So that is going to start next week. So I'm not starting any new big projects. This is a little quilt. It is a nine block set. And I've been playing around with the setting because they revealed the what the quilt is. And I have Electric Quilter 8, so I have... The block set and I'm not sure if I'm gonna do a straight set um Kristen's is a straight set and her friend Patty at Elm Street quilts did a very interesting on point setting and I've been playing around with a couple of other on point ideas and as I go I'm gonna put them up on the design wall and make some decisions about that as we go because I'm not really sure how I want to set it I'm thinking of doing on point <clears throat> with spaces in between each block of a background fabric that's just a blank square on point so I have more room for quilting and I would like to hand quilt this and the big pieces I may use a sewing machine on. I have blended hand piecing and machine piecing before with pretty good results however it is you can tell what section what seams are hand done and which ones are not um, with a trained eye and I'm but I don't know we'll see um, we'll see how my hands do so far so good I've been doing the hand quilting and doing some embroidery and handwork and you know I have to pace myself obviously I can't sit and do hand sewing for hours because my joints in my hands really hurt but I can for 15-20 minutes a day and that's how I get things done. Remember, one stitch, one block, one row at a time. And I really do things in 15 to 20 minute increments. So I talked about my word of the year last year. So this year and last year on the last podcast. So if you remember last year, it was be present. This year it is experiences, be open to experiences, trying new things. And experiences to me also, as I'm thinking about it, means being with people either virtually, you know, in new experiences like um, this hand quilting, this hand piece quilt along um, and joining some social groups online that are new to me. But other experiences are going to be face to face. I mean, I really feel like most of my long arming business and all of the Good things that happen in life come with face-to-face -face experiences and going places and trying new things. And I'm trying to incorporate that with more face-to-face -face with people experiences outside of work. I get a lot of face-to-face -face experiences at work. But I'm teaching a class at Delphine's this weekend, one in February, one in March. And it's going to be fun. I'm also looking at trying to go to quilt shows. I really, really want to go to QuiltCon in Nashville 
And that would be a great experience, a new experience, lots of new people. It will all depend on how the renovation of this old house is going. There's been a couple of overruns, so we'll see if, I, if we can do it. But anyway, I don't know. I'm kind of thinking that that's not going to happen. But my husband keeps saying there is a possibility we can go. It'll just be for a day or two and not the big trip that I, we were originally planning. But we'll see. We'll see if we can come up with that. So experiences. What other experiences are you planning for the year that are new and different? Experiencing new things. So I did the art quilt, doing hand quilting. I also have a couple of things on my want to do list for this year. I still want to do that feathered star mini quilt and I still want to do a uh, New York beauty mini quilt and just trying to pace myself where I get all excited in January and I start doing all kinds of these things and then by spring it kind of wanes a little bit to fairy gardens but still I'm going to do a lot of these things and maybe incorporate them somehow in this art quilt challenge which has been super fun because it's been forcing me to go through my craft supplies look what I have and make some decisions about you know these art quilts are improv quilts with embellishments and it's just been fun to challenge myself and have that experience. So other experiences that I've started in January and want to keep practicing throughout the year is sourdough bread. I did my first loaf over the last week and it turned out great. So I'm learning how to put on a schedule of feeding the starter and the first batch, I think the starter wasn't quite as um, fluffy and fed as I, I wanted it to be. So I fed the starter today on Friday and we're going to do loaves maybe on the weekend because the part that I'm finding is it's a multiple day process to make the bread. Um, you got to do the make the bread and then you got to do the, I feel like, do you remember that childhood story about the chicken henny penny that's what it is who will help me make the bread well I found out why this is a big process you got to feed the starter then you got to make the leaven it's got to sit overnight and then you got to do a night or an afternoon of putting all the ingredients together and then it's got to ferment and absorb the water and you flip and flip and flip and flip all the bread around and yeah this is scientific in it isn't it then you put it in the fridge again after you formed it into loaves and I don't have all the fancy stuff like the bowls that they um if you I guess if you're serious into sourdough bread you have bowls and a bread spatula and all that but what I do have is I don't have a Dutch oven either um, and that's recommended by a lot of people is that I have a pizza stone from Pampered Chef and a roasting pan lid which was recommended by somebody to cook on and I'll be it worked like a charm so there you go you don't have to have all the fancy tools and if I decide I like this enough over time I will buy the little fancy bowls that have fabric or something on it to keep the bread in and um, a Dutch oven not so sure I'll use it so far the pizza stone and roasting lid method has worked very very well so 
I want to get better at making sourdough bread because I think uh, my experiments is that it has helped with keeping blood sugar a little bit more stable. Now, the other thing that I found over the last week is that since there's been a renovation on my house, I can't come home to eat lunch. And that's like my sacred ritual that I do. And I have done this, I realized, since I was a little girl. I used to go home from school and we used to be able to walk home for lunch and go back. And it was a great reset for the afternoon. When I was in high school, we had open campus and we would drive downtown, have our lunch. We usually bought like, you know, a cheap McDonald's or something. Yeah, that might be part of my weight problem now. And we would hang out and have so much fun. So this lunch ritual, whether it started, you know, as a kid and reconnecting with my mom who worked from home and being able to get away from the workaday world of school or work, because it's school is work and it was brutal sometimes. I mean, I didn't have a terrible experience in school. It's just the stress of the academics and all of the friends and the middle school age with the girls all picking on each other. And uh, yeah, so it, it was a habit that started very early on in my life. And um, I've had jobs where I couldn't leave before, but I can at this one. And I'm finding that I'm feeling very discombobulated with not having my ritual away from work lunch. So I went to Hobby Lobby to, quote, get ideas. And, you know, I can't leave Hobby Lobby without buying something. And it is the large craft store I have in town. And we have no other options. And I... I enjoy Hobby Lobby. Say what you will about it, but it's got some good prices and they've got great things. And when I need something, they have it. I found a little, they're cut out with a laser, I'm sure, a lightweight wood loom with lots of tools in it. One of them was a pom-pom maker and the other tools are little um, needles that are made out of the lightweight wood that you use to weave and a comb to smash down your weaving. So I've been searching on Pinterest for all kinds of little lap loom ideas. It's a child's type of loom. It's nothing fancy, just a flat piece of wood with notches cut out. But I'm having the best of time using up the yarn. I dug through my yarn and found some skeins I didn't know I had. And I want to make a wall hanging with that too. I have some roving and I have all kinds of different textured um, yarns and things that I think will look great. And they're all like scraps that I couldn't throw away. It'll be perfect for this little wall hanging. Use them up and I won't have to throw them in a trash bin, which is something that always bothers me of throwing away things that have some use. I also want to make pom-pom things. <clears throat> excuse me, pom-pom bunting maybe, pom-pom rugs. Oh, those are gorgeous. I'm doing lots of pom-pom stuff research. So those are some things over the next year that I want to work on is new experiences. Now, I used to do those things when I was little and a little girl, and I think it'll be fun to do as an adult and make some way cool, fun things. You can also make tassels with the pom-pom maker. Mm -hmm. I like tassels. Love the pom-poms. I'm thinking buntings, thinking embellishments of all kinds of stuff. I even saw art quilts that had pom-poms and tassels on them. Wait, mind blown. I could do that in all-in-one mixed media type of art quilt. What? <laughs> so 
those are some of the experiences that I'm looking forward to, as well as um, some potential um, travel experiences and meeting people. So what things have you been thinking about for this year? Um, I'll have to say I want to end it on, you know, I really want to focus, I think, because last year I tried a lot of things and I felt like I had a lot of irons in the fire and I tried some things and I didn't like some things and there are things that I don't mind doing once in a while, but I wouldn't want to do all the time. You know, you know, these things, you know, like I, I love making quilts and I love making my own patterns, but I don't want to spend a living writing patterns because I think it's, it's hard for me, especially in and around my job. So this year I want to focus more on long arming, the podcast. I love making the podcast. I love connecting with people through the podcast. And the third thing is making quilts that spark joy, which is really the whole point of creating things and making things. So I want to make things that I am very inspired to do and come from the creative muse within versus making things that I think people will want or patterns that are super popular. I have bought one or two patterns and I am going to work on them. Will I make them as big as they are? I don't know, maybe not. Or I may use them as a jumping off point as I make a quilt that is deeply inspired from the creative muse within. So that's my thoughts over the last week. And as I'm tripping over boxes between my house and my office and trying not to fall and break my hip, um, I've been thinking about all of the things I want to do. So let me know the things you want to do in 2019. Did you have an interesting week? As you can tell, mine has been full of a lot of things and it's also been full of a lot of the everydayness of every day that I've really come to enjoy in my 50s. I also did a podcast interview with Leah Day a few days ago and I'm thinking that it may be on her podcast in the next few weeks. So watch for that. It was an incredible amount of fun. Just love talking to Leah. She and I could um, chat all day, but we didn't. We kept it within the um, allotted time. And she's working on some hand quilting projects too. And I just think it's so cool that quilters know all kinds of things and like all kinds of things. And it just never gets old or stale, does it? So everybody have a wonderful week and quilt on everyone. <laughs>